Welcome back into the 126 podcast. This is a very special episode. This is episode six. We've got everything today. We've got coaches, coordinators, and not one, but four athletes to talk to. So let's get it going. This is episode six. Um, we keep trucking along here. We've made it this far. Um, with me, as always, is Reed Kirkwood, senior at yes. Forney High School. Reed, let's figure out what's going on around town. So, uh, varsity boys basketball, Forney boys basketball is two and two, and they won against Poteet 67 62 in overtime. So, that's a pretty good game. And they play Crandall next on the 19th. North Forney boys basketball is five and one on the season. They play Greenville next on the 19th as well. Uh, varsity girls basketball, Forney girls basketball is just two and five on the season so far. Uh, they lost against Roy City, but they play Crandall on the 19th. And then North Point girls basketball is 12 and five so far, and they play Greenville on the 19th. And varsity boys soccer, Forney boys soccer is 0-3 and three so far. They play Saxe next. North Point boys soccer is 0-4 and one, and they play Rockwell Heath next. Varsity girls soccer. Forney girls soccer is 4-3-2. and two. They play Marcus next on the 21st. North Forney girls soccer is 0-3 so far, and they face Lakeview Sentinel next. Nice. Awesome. Good to know what's going on around town. we got some good basketball action, um, especially that overtime win for Forney. I know somebody likes that. Um, our athletic director, Coach Weaver. So let's get started with... What is going on, Coach? Hey, Addison. I was actually at that game uh, Friday night, the overtime game. <laughs> it was really good. Um, always good to see exciting basketball, and it's it's doubly good when it's our team that wins in overtime. Um, really exciting contest. Coach O was over at North Forney for the North Forney Crandall game with the boys. Uh, good wins for both our boys' programs. We're in the heart of district now, so uh, we'll be soon preparing to determine who our playoff representatives are for 13-5-8, and it's looking good for some of our teams. Nice. Is that is that how y'all usually do it? Do y'all just split campuses? Are y'all like parents? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. So we exchange custody depending on uh, yeah. the week and uh, the night the night of the week. Um, there's there's uh, always plenty to see. Right. Mm-hmm. There's four or five usually game nights a week. Uh, sometimes we get Wednesdays off if there's not a, a reschedule on Wednesday. Of course, there's always junior high. There are tournaments. So there's plenty going on, and um, always fun to see our kids being successful at both campuses. Absolutely. And I know that today, this is a really special episode. Um, this is something that we're going to talk about that we haven't really talked about yet. Right. Um, and that is recruiting and signing and all this stuff. So so I'm just going to toss it to you. Okay. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you're correct. Uh, we have spoken in the last five episodes a good bit about COVID mitigation and planning, UIL scheduling for various sports Um during the COVID era, rescheduling, how to how to manipulate all that. And um, certainly there have been challenges for, for all of our teams and both campuses to put together a schedule that allows our kids to play every week, which we are still excited we're getting to do. And uh, it's fun to see our kids get to compete, even with all the additional restrictions. One thing we haven't talked about is the process of recruiting um, and the process of signing, putting together a signing day event as we had recently at North Forney. Uh, what, what you guys know, because you, you watched us, uh, watched our kids compete this season, is we had a stellar football season at North Forney this year. We had an outstanding senior class. 
uh, which, which translates to lots of success with college signees too. And we've got some of those young men here in the room today. Um, I've got Coach Jackson sitting to my left from North Forney High School. He's going to talk to us some about this. And one thing I wanted to ask you, Randy, is um, how was this year's uh, process of, and we'll get to recruiting in a minute, but just specifically on signing day. I was over there for signing day. It was quite an event. You guys did a phenomenal job putting that together. How was it different from prior years? Uh, like anything else, really, it, it was extremely different, right? So anything you planned has to be – uh, you have to defeat COVID first, then your opponent, right? Yeah. So for us to think about how we're going to do a signing day is all has to revolve around COVID. And so I think that's the hard thing for somebody like me that's been a head coach 21 years is um, after 21 years, you got everything figured out. I'm not thinking about much like, you know, we're going to do signing day like we've always done it. And COVID's made everybody like a first-year head coach again where how do you do this? Good perspective, so, yeah. Um, you know, we had to have a plan, had to present it, basically send it to you and get it approved by the by mm -hmm. the cabinet and people like that. And right. So there was limited people in there, um, everything, of course, social distance and all. But um, I thought we pulled it off really well. Uh, we filmed it where people who couldn't come yes. could still see it. But um, it, we still got to celebrate kids. They still ha got to have people in the stands. So basically we treated it like a home basketball game as far as mm -hmm. uh, the players could bring six People they got six tickets, but we still had enough room for ath like um, our other athletes to still get to be a part of it. You know, just social distance in the stands yeah. and put the tables a little farther apart, and right. it was successful. And I have one quick follow up question: to that it, it could have been really easy to say, "Hey, COVID this year we can't do it." Why is it so important that y'all that y'all made it a priority to do that? You know, I, and that's a great question. I think because it, it, we could have right, but signing day is really the. It, I mean, really, it's just like icing on the cake for a kid who, who especially when you've been like, this is my fourth year here, so I really know these guys. And uh, you're like a parent, like really getting to see your guys celebrate. And I think you'd really be doing a disservice if you don't have a celebration for signing day. Um, and I think you got to figure it out. Yeah, I thought our the systems we have in place helped some, but you guys did a great job pulling it off. Like you said, we we streamed it. Um, when I came over there to see, and I've bragged on our, our fans and our kids before on here, um, the parents that came in, sat in the bleachers, spaced out by family group, they had their face coverings on, and people did what they were supposed to do. I think our folks uh, have really bought into making sure we have safe environments. And you had your um, tables across the court there, and so there was plenty of space at each table. Each person had, a, had really a designated table, so there was no interchange. Really good system. And so um, I really appreciated the, the work that you and your staff did in putting that event together for, for our folks. And we had a lot of signees. Yeah, I think we had uh, we had five boys and three girls, and so probably the biggest class we've had since 2017. It was fun. Well, you had a really good senior class to work with, and, and that, that transcribed us. You saw that on the football field, too, this year. I'm going to step out, and, and I'm going to allow a gentleman to take my place here at the table, who is the recruiting coordinator for North Forney, because we talked about signing day. That's, as Randy said, the icing on the cake. But there's a lot of work that goes into this with our coaches that lead up to that day. Uh, so Coach Eric Luster is going to take my spot. Awesome. Yes, we're going to talk to Coach Coach Luster here and just get a little bit more into. Um, I have a quick question, real quick, before y'all kind of get into the the nitty gritty of of recruiting and all and how all that works on y'all side. Um, real quick, could y'all just uh, brag a little bit on these players? What's kind of the common thread that you see amongst the players who are going on to the next level? I, I guess I'll just start, but all of them 
that that go to the next level, they've had a plan, right? So uh, this isn't just a they had a good senior year and someone's offering them a scholarship. Is their grades had to be good for for the last few years, right? Their GPA has to be GPA has to be a certain deal. So. Uh, every one of these guys we're going to talk to today, this hasn't been some overnight success thing. This has been them working for years. Awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, Coach Luster, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have yeah, you on. Glad to be here. Um, so real quick, could you just tell us a little bit about um, kind of the day-to-day of your job as the season goes on after the season? Because um, most people don't know what a what a you know recruiting coordinator does at a high school. My biggest deal was you know, just getting these guys out there. You know, um, every coach, like I said, COVID was different. You know, a lot of times the guys would come on campus. And when they would come on campus, I would used, I would used to ha- hand them a paper sheet and say, these are all the guys that, that we think are college college ready from D1, D2, D3, all the way down. Uh, they couldn't come on campus this year. So we got a lot of phone calls this year. And they were like, hey, can you send me something, you know, of your of your prospects this year? And, man, I um, during COVID, you had a lot of time to, to get things done. And I got on a, a deal called Next Level. And Next Level was a digital um, prospect sheet where I can just put a number in or email in. It was sending everybody that we wanted recruited to those coaches right then and there. Um, not only would it send um, our, our guys' names, height, and weights, but it also had a link to their, to their highlights. So all these coaches got to see our highlights. So it just made recruiting so much easier. And um, so after that, the guys would call back. If they were interested in any one of our players, they would call back and ask for games. And we would send them at least one or two games. So then after that, they start calling and say, hey, look, tell me something about each one of these kids. And it wasn't just me. I think every coach had a part in this as well. And they would talk about each position. So um, Nemo's coach would talk about him. And I would talk to a lot of the coaches about, hey, this is what you're getting. You're getting a guy that's going to be great in the classroom. You don't have to worry about his grades. You're getting a guy that's going to be great on the field, a leader. Every one of these guys, man, probably got a vote as a captain um, on our team. So character wasn't wasn't an issue for any of these players that, that we've had. You know, and there's – you guys saw five guys sign, but there's another five or six going to sign again in, in February as, as well. We we were we had a lot of great talent there. So my day to day was just helping selling our kids to to different colleges. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know that that's. I mean, it's. I'm sure that your job felt like you were starting all over again this year in a lot of ways. Um, and the days of handing people tapes are, are long gone. So uh, we really appreciate, you know, all the technology this year. Coach Jackson, do you have anything you want to add about recruiting? You know, the only thing I can say that I think is kind of fascinating that mo- most people listening to this wouldn't know is the science really or, or, or whatever the skill of just making a highlight tape, right? Mm-hmm. So we tell our guys uh, coaches are going to look at five plays and they're going to decide if they're going to keep watching or not. So. Ty Collins is fixing to come on here. So if you're a running back making a highlight tape, your first play must be a touchdown. It must be a long run. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're going to go, no, he's not fast enough, right? So uh, there's a lot of neat things that people don't really realize, I think, that you have to do when making a highlight. You have to catch their attention the first five plays or they're going to stop watching. And so I just think for the general listener, uh, it's kind of neat, really, just all that goes into this. And, and, you know, we tell them don't don't put music on there, don't, you know, but um, sometimes we interview them and and so they'll have a coat and tie on and they'll talk about, you know, how much they love football, what their GPA is, things like that. There's a lot that goes into it. Here's something to add to that, too, is that, once again, we're in COVID and we didn't know when these guys were getting recruited if we were going to have a season or not. So what we told these guys, I mean, these guys did a great job of selling themselves, was tweet yourself working out. 
know, show these colleges, hey, I'm not just sitting back playing 2K. I'm, I'm actually committed to, to being on your campus. So each one of these individuals had a um, something on Twitter with them working out as well. And also to add to what Coach Jackson is saying, you know, we told these guys, hey, look, we don't know if we're going to have a season or not. So if you get an offer, man, you just jump on it. Mm-hmm. And um, going back to the highlights, man, I know Coach Jackson does a good job of telling these guys what colleges look for. And one of the things we told them, you know, like Ty, and man, is going to go to college. And the number one thing is, is special teams. Put yourself out there, man, say, hey, look, I can come on right now. I might not be the starting running back for you, but I can contribute somehow. If anybody wants to get on the field, special teams is the way that you get on the field in college. Right. So they, each one of these guys, man, contribute on special teams throughout the season. All these guys were, were, were some part of our special teams. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point that a lot of people may not may not know. And I love hearing those those things that colleges are looking for that most people don't know. I talked to one guy who was a, he was a D-line coach at A&M Commerce. You know, while they were there and they won a national championship and stuff, he, he said that he'd walk down the hallway and he would find five random people and would say, hey, what do you think about so-and-so? And he said if three of them had something bad to say, that, that was – he took note of it. And he's like, but, you know, you walk into some campuses and every person has something good to say about that person. He's like – he gets a feel from it from students, you know, the nurse, teachers, whoever else. So it's great that you all are really, you know, focusing in on that, that it's not just football. You know, you don't just show up and put together a good tape and you're good to go. Um, there is more to it than that. So we love we love hearing that. So if there's nothing else that y'all want to talk about, we'd love to talk to these players about it. All right, so we're going to bring up um, two recruits right now. Um, we're going to bring up Akinemo Asuquo um, and Torius Hambrick um, to come up and talk to us real quick. Um, Nemo, as he's as he's better known at, is, as, is going to Northern Illinois, and, and Torius Hambrick is going to Lamar. Um, I believe, I hope I'm correct on all that information, but... Yeah, we're excited. We always love talking to players. So, what's going on, guys? What's going on? How you doing? Doing pretty good. How you doing? Thanks for coming out here, um, Nemo. I hope I got your name right. Yes, sir. Um, I did my best, and you are going to Northern Illinois, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. And and Lamar over yes, here. So, uh, real quick, high school's almost over. How's it feeling? Feeling good. You know, feel like being a regular student. Yeah. It's uh, time. Time's running out. I always love talking to seniors, like towards the end of their high school career, because it is. It's it's a big step that you're about to take. It's always a time of, of excitement and all that stuff. But I will tell y'all, don't uh, don't count down the days. You know, live them up, because uh, it's gonna be a long time before you see all all these guys again. Uh, real quick. So, what would you tell a young Forney ISD athlete who's about to come into uh, not just specifically North Forney, but let's just say Forney High School or Forney, you know. At ISD Athletics, about to take that step up into high school. Real quick, I'll go to Goody first. Um, first, I'll say don't take nothing for granted because, you know, you can be over in a, in a, a snap and a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I got to say is that uh, just, like, whatever you, whatever sport you're in, like, don't ever give up. Like, just be great at what you want to do. And if your goal is to go play college ball somewhere, like, do the best you can to, like, get there. Right, right. Okay, so both of y'all are going on to play at the next level, which is a goal for, for a lot of kids. Um, but some kids think of it as just like, oh, this guy's good. He's going to, to college, right? How certain were you as a freshman coming into high school that you're like, I'm going to leave here as a, as a college athlete? Is it one of those things that, you know, like they're saying, it's a consistency thing. So kind of tell us a little bit about that for a player that's like, you know, they, don't, they look at you and they see you as something totally different than what they are. Yeah, um, People, people used to always come up to me and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, you're a future college player and this and that. But when I look at it, I look at myself like a regular person. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't made it there yet. So my grind was crazy. Like, I just 
wake up, walk to the school by myself, lift by myself. Like, you just got to want it hard enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, behind closed doors to, to get to where we are now. All right, exactly. It's not just showing up and signing. Uh, uh, so, real quick, what about specifically in the North 40 football program do you think prepared you the most for football at the next level? Leadership lessons. Leadership. Um, all of us, like, we just want to be great. Like, our, our weakest link wants to be the strongest link. I feel like that's what really made us a great team. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, not taking anything, not making anything, you know, small. So, real quick, I just want to ask y'all, I know these, these interviews are short because we got so many people today. Um, so, real quick, Nemo, I'm going to ask you, why did you pick Northern Illinois? Um, the reason why I picked Northern Illinois was because, like, they made me feel like they wouldn't be a good team without me. Like, they, they sold the school to me to where, like, I felt like they were fully bought in and like, I would go step on campus and, like, they were going to treat me no other different than they did recruiting me. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Ham, why'd you pick Lamar? I picked Lamar because, like, it was also one of my best offers and, you know, it's not too far from home. And they also told me that I'll have a chance to uh, play early. So Yeah. That's a big thing. Go where you play for sure. Um, do either of y'all have a major in mind? That's a big part of this that, that people tend to forget. Uh, yeah, I'm going to study um, pre-physical therapy. Okay. I'm think I'm going to study uh, business management. Nice. I mean, you don't have a hat. You don't have to have it decided today. But that's something I definitely like to talk to kids about. Is is you know don't forget that side of things. And I know y'all's coaches didn't let y'all forget that. So um, I know it's quick, but thank you guys for coming on here. We appreciate it. Best of luck to you at the next level. And uh, next up. We're going to have Ty Collins and Rod Brown. Ty is going to um, Nevada, and Rod Brown is going to Army. Um, that's going to be an interesting one uh, to talk to. So yeah. I'm ready for that one. So, Reed, what do you think so far? Are you learning anything new about recruiting? Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely an interesting thing. Addison, I'm going to jump in here while we're making the transition with yeah. our uh, headphones. We're, we want down our headphones in our podcasting studio, right, because we're COVID mitigating. But um, you heard this from the coaches and you heard it from these first two young men. And I, and I think I'm going to reiterate it for the folks that are listening. Um, just like the, you know, the proverbial iceberg that has the tip sticking up. I mean, yeah, yeah that's what the ship hits, right? When the, everybody sees Friday night on the field, that's the piece of the iceberg that's sticking right. up. We all see that clearly. But there's so much below the surface that goes in. You, you heard a window. You saw a window into that with the coaches right. talking about just one little piece of the puzzle, which is the recruiting process. But there's so many others. You heard these young men talk on the leadership lessons and um, just the grind of it, mm-hmm. all the work that starts before daylight every single day to get them to where they are now. Um, we underestimate that sometimes, but it's so Absolutely. important. It would take us forever, and they're not on the mic, but Coach Lester, how long do you think it would take for you to to talk about all the things it takes to make it to college football? Hours. 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 We don't have hours, but we appreciate you coming on for the time that we did have you. So we got Ty, we got Rod here. Uh, you already saw your buddies go, so you got nothing to be nervous about, right? Uh, so real quick, I want to ask you all, um, which, co- which coaches are you all going to miss the most at the next level? Well, of course, because Jackson and because Luster. <laughs> He's just sucking up. Who are you going to say that's not here? <laughs> uh, I got to say, because we'll ask Okay. Um, awesome. Well, you will miss them, even if you don't think you will right now. You will later. Trust me. Um, so, real quick, uh, before we get into y'all's kind of stuff, let's talk about the team a little bit. So, y'all were 7-3 and three last year. 
and didn't make it to playoffs. Did that impact y'all coming into this season? And, and kind of um, how did that fuel y'all, I guess, coming into this year? Uh, I would say it humbled us a lot. I mean, uh, we came into the season. Uh, we had a couple guys who was big-headed, I mean. And then when it came down to it, uh, we went 7-3. Of course, we didn't make the playoffs, so it was kind of sad and humbling for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to piggyback off what he said. It, it humbled me most definitely because I feel like we had a real great team coming from – for me being a transfer, I feel like we had a chance to really go far. But it humbled us. Yes. No, that's good. To, that's good to hear. Y'all definitely seemed hungry coming into the season, so I kind of wanted to see it. Do y'all did y'all have a do y'all have like a motto this year or anything that y'all that y'all kind of live by? I always pay back toward twenty twenty. There you go. That's it right there. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, uh, so real quick, what was y'all's most memorable win of the year? Uh, I would say Denison. Denison, yeah. yeah. Because it was uh they fought back. When they uh, we was throwing punches and they was just throwing them back, so we came in. Uh, we had to humble ourselves that game too. Like I said, they they fought back when we really didn't think they would. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, you always love it whenever somebody gives you everything they got. You know, that's that's that respect thing that comes into sports. You want to compete, you want to win, but whenever somebody gives you everything they have. So, um, Ty, tell me why why Nevada. I mean, uh, it was a family from the from the start. I mean, they tried so hard to uh, get me to come. I mean, they was talking to Cousin Luster. And they was talking to me every day, just trying to get me to come up there, uh, what they had to do for me. They was talking to my mom, making sure everything was straight. So, yeah, that's why I picked Nevada. Got to talk to mom. Yeah. Got to make sure everything is good with mom. So, do you have a major in mind? Yes, I'm a study uh, family and development. Okay, that's interesting. That's cool. Um, so, Rod, why Army? That's an interesting choice. Tell me why Army. Um, I looked at it as uh, life after school. I mean, life after football. Mm -hmm. So, basically, it's like I'm set for life. Um, so once I graduate college, I'll, I'll be going straight to the Army for five more extra years. That way I won't have to come home looking for another job. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. The, the military is something that I talk to I talk to my students about it all the time because it is a great option. That's what My father-in-law was in the Army for 20 years as a helicopter pilot, and he, I mean, it's been great to him. He got retired before everybody else, and, I mean, it seems like a really good option for a lot of people. So I love hearing that. Um, Real quick before we before we let y'all let y'all out of here, is there anything that you'd like to share kind of about your high school experience that you think you might remember? This could be some goofy story. It could be something about one of your coaches. I know it's a broad question, but uh, we always talk about on here. We always talk about bus rides and how much we'll, we remember bus rides in, in high school and stuff. I see you nodding over here. What are you What are you thinking about right now? Uh, we had, I believe, this was either the scrimmage or coming back from the Lone Star game. We had uh, Nemo. Nemo say some things in his in his African voice. This is one of the funniest things I ever heard. I'm, I'm, we might have to get Nemo to do his African voice for us. Uh, that's awesome to hear. We love hearing the fun stories and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to ask you all the same question. What's something that you would kind of leave with 40 ISD, kind of a legacy statement that you'd like to leave with them for, for the kids that are coming up into high school um, after you all leave? Uh, honestly, I'm going to say, don't never take nothing for granted. Uh, always give your best effort. Go 100%, no matter how hard it is, or because at the end of the day, you gonna you gonna come back. You gonna get what you worked hard for. Absolutely. And I would say I always trying to leave a mark with it, and whatever you do, uh, be true to yourself. Don't never give up because by the time that you give up, be the time that that you possibly prosper or something like that. So don't never give right. up. I got you. Yeah, you might be one step away. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, we actually – there's one there's one player that just signed that's not here today, um, Cam. 
right? So Cam signed with with Michigan State. Uh, why don't you give him a little shout out since he's not here? What, do, what would you say to him? Shout out to Cam, man. Keep grinding up there. Make us proud, my boy. Yeah, yeah. Cam graduated early. Um, went up to Michigan State, so so we wish him the best of luck. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a two two big accomplishments, right? Graduating early and signing. So that's awesome. Thank you guys again for coming on the show. Um, we'll talk to y'all soon. We wish you all the best of luck. And next up, we're going to be talking to Forney High School's um, head soccer coach Trisha Williamson. So we will talk to her shortly. Stay tuned. The coach's office. We have Coach Williamson here, head girls soccer coach of Forney High School. What's going on, Coach? It's going good. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, we are excited. Soccer is really getting started here, and we have all sorts of things to talk about today, don't we, Coach? Yes, we do. Um, soccer is really just about to get into the heart of their season. We've got District 13 5A soccer starting up next week. So they've gone through the preseason here and played some pretty stiff competition to prepare for district rounds. Um, they've had a tournament or two. We're going to talk to Coach Williamson about that. Um, Tricia Williamson is, is uh, one of our best on staff. She's a, absolutely a, a tenured soccer coach at Forney High. She's been there a little while. She's built a tremendous program. She's had a lot of great kids come through the program. We'll talk about some of them. But I think it's worth noting that uh, we can actually connect dots with Coach Williamson all the way around this table. I know yes. I hired her. I was the girls' coordinator when she came on at Forney High. And, and some, she was highly uh, touted coming out of Mesquite ISD, the former Mesquite mm-hmm. ISD AD, uh, Coach Bragg, Steve Bragg, uh, is the one that recommended her to me when we were looking for a girl soccer coach. And, and the rest is sort of history. But yeah. And Reed is is one of her former students. Yes. And I am her favorite student how about of that? all time. That so that's so cool. cool. I don't know how she pulled all that off, and she's only 27 years old. I know. But somehow <laughs> she started she's really early. Than me. <laughs> yeah. But so she's done a great job at Forney High. Um, in spite of having some difficult students in class, obviously, yeah. she's really been a successful coach. Yeah. Uh, so, Coach Williamson, thank you for joining us today. Well, it, it, not to age me, but this is your 13, so you're hoping 13. it's lucky 13. Okay, well, I, that's good. I like I like <laughs> the uh, the way you spin that. I wasn't going to ask you because my mom taught me you never ask a lady about <laughs> those things. Um, so, man, you don't ask either, so we're not going to ever you get know. into that on the podcast about sure? me either, okay. Addison. Uh, coach Williamson, you guys have had um, – you got a winning record starting off. You've started off to, on a good season here. Um, last season was kind of it was it was uh, I guess bittersweet. I, I know from my perspective, I'm an outsider looking in. It's your program, but you guys won district outright. Definitely, if you really looked at our scores, I mean, we were averaging five goals a game. It, our yeah. closest district game was three to one with Poteet. Yeah, but we previously beat them four zero. I mean, we we were scoring lots of goals and allowing very few. I think we allowed two the entire uh, district season. Wow. And I think I remember talking to you last year um, in this early spring, right, when we were still in spring, and winter maybe, and, and you re- you said this is one of the best soccer teams we've had, maybe p- potentially across the board, maybe the strongest soccer potentially. team. Potentially. Yeah. I do have to give a shout-out to a team. Um, way back when we uh, went to double overtime with Highland Park, and that's yeah. got to be the pinnacle, I guess, because we almost beat Highland Park. It was a regional tournament. But yeah. – since then, we've had good teams come through, and we've had some success. But I think last year, what we were experiencing from 2019, when we went to playoffs, I had goal scores, but they were freshmen. Mm-hmm. So when we went to our playoffs um, in 2019, we beat um, Cleburne, and we were faced with Jacksonville. And I remember in pregame, the girls were super nervous. These girls had never been to playoffs before. They didn't know what to expect. And we just kind of shut down. I think the other team scored in the first minute. And it, you could tell. We played the rest of the game, but we couldn't catch up. Yeah. 
And so 2020, we were ready. Mm-hmm. We had that playoff experience. We had the goal scorers. We had the defense. We had the goalkeeper. Everything was clicking. And I remember the last game uh, it was senior night. And I think we were winning maybe 4-0 at half. We didn't have a care in the world. We were, mm-hmm. uh, we did the Cupid Shuffle at halftime. The, some of the, the young kids came out. It was like youth night. And, I mean, we were just on this high. We just didn't know where it was going to stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it was a tough. And then we all found out, unfortunately, kind of abruptly. Uh, I was talking to some folks from another school over the weekend who had a boys basketball team at the state tournament. They, they won their first round game and then, the boys basketball tur- tournament last year in San Antonio got that's that's when right the COVID quarantine process began and the UIL suspended that event uh, never got to complete it. Um, I reminded them that at the time in Forney ISD we had a, a, a state ranked baseball team a nationally ranked softball team we had a soccer team that was real as you said riding a wave going into the playoffs expecting great things and um, you know it just sort of ended abruptly for a lot of, of kids. Um, then we transitioned into all that stuff through the summer and into the fall and, and, and hoping and preparing and reshuffling everything and re-preparing. Now we've finally gotten here and, and we're to the 2021 season. Um, we're playing. How has soccer been different for you so far coming into this year than other years? I was a little worried coming in, you know, how would they handle the mask? How would they handle spraying the bar every time they lift? You mm-hmm. know, would this be a constant battle, a fight? And I felt like after Forney ISD set the protocols in strength and conditioning camp, the kids knew better, I mean, almost than the coaches. I mean, they, they knew where the water, the, the um, sanitizer was. They knew the, the, the system and no one questioned it. They always had their masks. They were yeah. always you know, very conscious of what we needed to do. And I was just shocked. They're running their mask on. There's no question. There's no frustration. No, I don't want to do this coach. They just did it and yeah. we, we I think it's the excitement of the, the ability to play now. So right. we're going to do whatever it takes. You know, almost every guest we've had that's a student athlete, um, even a collegiate athlete, um, we've heard this some from our coaches, but it's, across the board we've heard don't take anything for granted, right? I think we all learned that lesson. Uh, last, last spring we're rolling along doing our thing, and bam, uh, for a bunch of kids in the senior class, that's it, overnight. Mm-hmm. And so – that, that's a valuable lesson to learn, and, and I hope that all of our teams are taking advantage of it and our kids have the right perspective because of it. I've bragged on our, our fans a lot. I've bragged on our kids a lot. You're right. They bought in. They're doing what it takes to keep playing. Um, and, um, you know, all the levels of COVID mitigation that come with that, uh, it's fun to see our kids get out there and compete. So talk to us about this year's team a little bit. What do you see as strengths? Um, what do you, as you're, you're about to go into district play starting next week, how has preseason been, and what are you anticipating in 13-5A? You know, it's, it's, we still have our goal scorers. We still have a lot of components in place to be successful. And, it, and to me, soccer is more fun when you score goals. Um, you know, we've had uh, – we've been tested. We lost to Horn this weekend, uh, 6A school. We lost to McKinney Boyd, both quality, top-quality programs, and we were a goal away. Yeah. So we feel confident. Obviously, we've got some new members that we're trying to work with. Um, you know, we lost uh, two really strong defenders last year. Uh, we had a lot of superlatives. District MVP was our center mid, Alyssa Price. We had Tatum Mercer in the back line, um, Alex Garza. So our back line kind of got pulled apart with graduation. Um, but we've had kids step up. I mean, they're ready to play. They're excited to play. 
And, and I feel like we're growing each game. And so for 13-5A, we're, we're still expecting to be successful. We're, we're um, getting better each game. And I just feel like that it could be that season again. I just felt like last year we had the experienced and kind of like the seasoned vets. Yeah. So we're trying to get over that learning curve right now in preseason. Sure. And, and it, every season is a little different. Um, I talked a minute ago with some of the North Forney kids and, and coaches about the tip of the iceberg. Everybody sees that tip. They see that game night. They see that scoreboard. Uh, but there are so there's so much that goes into preparing for that. Um, so it's good. And, and you as you approach every season differently, you approach every game differently to some extent. Um, and so I'm glad that you're you, – when a coach says we're getting better every game – uh, and you're getting to the heart of the season, that's a good thing because every coach wants to peak. They want their team to peak at the right time. They don't want to peak too early. Uh, they, want, they don't want to still be on that learning curve once you get you know, closer to your playoff season. But we got some stiff competition in 13-5 of this. You, met, you said Highland Park well ago, right? Highland Park wasn't in our, wasn't in our district before. Now they are. They've got a, they've got a stellar group. It's difficult, you know. It's it's a challenge that we, we look forward to. We play them uh, away our first district game. Yeah. And so we're going to put to the fire, be put to the fire right away. But my preseason is hard. We're playing difficult teams. Sure. It's not going to be any different than what we're facing now. I think having confidence, you know, going in and 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 fighting for you know what you can get. There, there's some great kids on that team, and there's there's a lot of other strong teams in our district. It's going to be competitive. Um, but I think that our girls. I've kind of put in the time. And also, I mean, with COVID, I, I kind of feel like there's an opportunity there. Next man up. You know, when, when yeah. kids are out and, you know, I tell my JV all the time, be ready. Be ready for that call up. And so I really think something cool is going to happen. Somebody's going to step up that we didn't even expect, you know, this month. But next month, it's good. they're going to make their impact, and we're going to really see that. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. And just a quick note, we've talked a lot about y'all's, y'all's last season and how it was cut short. Y'all can't do this because you're an AD and you're a coach and y'all have to be super professional, but I'm just going to claim a state championship for Forney last year myself. Okay. So I'm just like, they would have won it if COVID didn't happen. I'm going to claim it. Y'all don't have to. Cause y'all Can we do that for all spring sports? Is that all right with you? <laughs> yes. I'm going to order the medals. Absolutely. Medal Let's I've do it. i got a wall in my office. I want to ring. The, the banners and stuff. Let's do it. Coach <laughs> Idle is going to be really jealous because he really relishes being the only one. Yeah. So now we're, you're adding yeah. another one. Oh, yeah, I'm at another one. He'll be UC- calling me UCF put it, you know, their football team put the national champions up on their <laughs> on their press box, and they weren't even in the playoffs. So if they can do that, then yeah, we can play so. this one. I think it's not so much about the title, yeah. of, but it's about the kids who didn't get that right. recognition. Absolutely. It's like, you know, I have the trophy, yeah. and what do I put on there? You know, mm-hmm. could have, should have, would have, no. But, I mean, we, we, were, we, we were district champs well before season ended. Mm-hmm. We clinched playoffs well before season. Those kids – They'll have those memories. I mean, mm-hmm. in, we're going to remember it in 40 high school. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we'll remember that season. Everybody's going to talk about the COVID year forever, and they'll have another reason to remember it. And it, it may feel a little bit sour or whatever, but they still have a they, – they did their job. You and know, can I just absolutely. add that we had the best fan base last year. I don't know if y'all came to a soccer game, uh, and I don't know if y'all know Sydney Thrasher, but she was on our team, and she was like our hype man, and it was like – all kinds of student athletes, mm-hmm. baseball players. I mean, we had the whole stadium rocking. It was a fun season. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We were working the. That was the first year of the, the board. The video board. The video yeah. board. So I was going to say, coach. So coach we were Williams, there. And I hate we to were tell on fun. myself, but in addition to Addison, uh, I was at a soccer game. I was definitely in the press box. Yeah. Uh, it is a. It is a winter, <laughs> it is sport, a winter sport. Even in Texas, uh, yeah. it's a little chilly down there, but. Um, 
you're, you're, you always have a fun bunch. You always got fun kids and, and a very competitive team. You got good assistant coaches. Absolutely. Um, Whitney Wilkerson, uh, this year Caden Hendon. Uh, they do a lot of things that people don't see. The paperwork, you know, they're in the back getting the food orders mm -hmm. and doing the student chart for the bus. And it, it's not always glamorous, but I, they help make the program look good. Okay, so I'm going to ask you one more question here. You're, you're a veteran, as we said. You've been at Forney High for some time, but you had some quality coaching. Before you came to Forney High, you've been around soccer a long time. Um, what are, what are, tell me something that is gratifying to you. What's one of the most fun parts of being a coach at Forney High School uh, specifically and, and in that program? What, what really gives you the kind of feedback you need um, and that you enjoy for coaching over there at Forney High? I mean, for me as a coach, it's, it's always – the, the years later, you know, when they get married or they come mm -hmm. back and ask for a job or, yeah. you know, the full circle moments, you know, you see your students and you're working with them. Um, I have a former student that's subbing right now and I helped him with this, you know, lesson planning. I think seeing them grow up to be productive yeah. and uh, move on with their life and some go on to coach soccer. I mean, that, that's the ultimate goal is to retire and see a former player win state, you know. Yep. We actually have um, off the topic of soccer, but we've got a softball kid. It's an outstanding uh, student here, Jenny McElroy, uh, played um, very successful softball teams at Forney High. She just became a full-time teacher uh, for Forney mm -hmm. High School here in the last week or so, and she's going to be coaching softball for us this year with, that's awesome. with the two coaches idle. So that's um, awesome. We like to we like to bring our our uh, folks back around and, and keep reinvesting in the community. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Coach Williamson's been here investing in the community a long time. We're really proud yes. to have her on staff. Yes. And, and, Coach, you said something that I still remember. So my cousin, Holly Blair, played for you. And I remember – I don't remember what it was. Holly was driving me home one day from school before I could drive. And she goes, Coach Williamson said today that she thinks you're going to be famous one day. And I, like, really remembered that as a kid. I thought that was so cool because I was, like, into film and, like, all this other stuff. Now, the 126 isn't that big yet. But, <laughs> but here but we I'm are. Still I hoping, know, I'm on your still hoping that I can fulfill what Coach Williams <laughs> has said. I could tell that you thought big and you think outside the box and you're creative and you're not afraid to go for it. And let me just say that Holly Blair, man, I'll never forget her header goal against Poteet. I think yeah. it was the first time we beat Poteet, so it was a big deal. Yeah. And for some reason that week we really worked on headers and it was a corner kick and yeah. she headed it in. So she's famous in my book. Yeah, absolutely. And congrats to Holly. This is weird that I'm talking about my cousin this much on this podcast. That is not planned. <laughs> hey, but another Holly, subscriber. Yes, Holly just had her third baby um, a, a few days ago. Wow. So, um, yeah, congrats to Holly. Holly and Lyndon is her name. Awesome. She's super cute. So Congratulations, Holly. Yes, it all comes full circle. So, Coach, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it, and best of luck to you all as we start district. Thank you. All right, that is it for episode six, the one, two, six. Uh, make sure to tell your friends, tweet it out, post it on Facebook, do MySpace, Carrier Pigeons, however you talk to people, let them know to subscribe to the one, two, six. We are on Spotify, Apple, um, wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you all next week.